Welcome to Queer Christian Conversations, the podcast where we explore the intersection of queer identity and Christian faith. I'm your host, Coach Yema, and I'm here to guide you through this journey. As an LGBTQ plus affirming Christian coach, I know firsthand that navigating these two identities can be complex, especially when fear, shame, and doubt are involved. That's why on this podcast, I'll be sharing my own experiences, insights, and strategies to help you feel confident in your relationship with God. We'll cover a range of topics from how to reconcile your queer identity with your faith to practical tips for building a strong spiritual foundation. Together, we're going to dive deep into the issues that matter the most to you. So whether you are a Christian who is queer, looking to connect with others who share your journey, or someone who's curious about how these two identities can coexist, this podcast is for you. So sit back, relax, and let's have some queer Christian conversations. Hello, beloved. Welcome to this here Good Friday episode with me, your host, as you already heard in the intro, Coach Yema. Today, we're discussing finding your spiritual path as a queer Christian. And this topic is very on time, not only because it is Good Friday and Easter's coming up and all of the good things, but that my clients that I'm working with right now, this is really what we are diving into for the next couple of months. And so I thought it would be a good time to share with you all the podcast audience how really as a queer person who identifies as christian how do you find how do you get yourself into that personal spiritual path experience that is unique just for you and god so we'll talk about what it means to be queer and christian we're going to go over some common struggles that we have and then how to you how do you really begin exploring this spiritual path for yourself and of course you know, I have resources for you at the end and let's jump in. So for me, I really love this topic because of everything that I do, beloved. My goal is to help us to know God. And I shared on my stories today on Instagram. If you're not following following me, please go and do so. I shared on my Instagram today uh, a clip from the artist Landrell, and I just love his music. If you're not familiar, go find it. It's so good for meditation and just starting your day. And I love the sentiment that he shared in this clip, which was, I'm seeking God for God alone. I'm not seeking God for the gifts God has, the blessings God has, material blessings, spiritual blessings. Like, I'm not seeking God, and this is me adding my, you know, own two cents into it now. I'm not seeking God because I want to get to heaven. (laughs) I'm not seeking God because there's a golden ticket that if I hang on to this golden ticket, I go ahead and get into heaven, okay? I'm only seeking God because I want to know God. And with all of my clients that I've worked with uh, that come to me and want to reconcile their faith and sexuality the work that we do that the focus sorry for that noise (laughs) if you even heard it if you if you're not hearing it and i'm saying sorry for the noises because i'm hearing it so just ignore that y'all 
because uh, if you don't know or haven't realized, I don't really edit. Let me not say really. This is a side note. I don't edit. Um, I record and I post because I just love the um, the candid conversation and just exploring and not wanting to edit myself and how I speak. So anyway, back to what I'm saying. The work that we do at the end of the day is really for us to know God because it's in the knowing of God that releases the fear, that releases the shame, that releases the condemnation, the doubt. That's really what it is. And that is a spiritual journey. That is not a religious task, right? And so um, as queer people, right, we're, we're told that we cannot be both, right? You can't be queer and you can't be Christian because Christianity is now a social club. It's something that you have a membership to, right? Christianity is a set of rules of what to do and what not to do and how it's defined in our current society. So when people say you can't be queer and Christian, they're saying you can't identify as someone who's lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, asexual, right? All of the things and abide by these set of rules. Well, in that instance, they're absolutely right, right? But what's also true is that I can't be a human and be Christian because these rules were created for us to lead our lives according to what some other humans said was the right way to lead your life, right? So for example, in scripture, because uh, you know Jesus was always literally turning tables and confronting these rules. And one of the scriptures that I really love where Christ talks about, you put all of these burdens on people and you are not even able to bear them yourself and you won't even help, you won't even help them bear it, right? And none of these rules help you to know me because you're searching this Bible, you're searching this Torah, you're searching these texts, seeking to be obedient to me and I'm standing right in front of you and you can't even recognize me because your goal was never to know me. So when I say that we are queer and Christian, right? When people come to me, the work that we do, the Christianity isn't that we are aligning ourselves to a set of rules for us to follow. The Christianity is, am I in pursuit of the knowing of God in the person of Jesus Christ? Am I in pursuit of the goal of Christ, which was John 17 verse three, which is that I may know God and know Jesus Christ whom he sent, right? The goal of all of what Jesus did was not so that we could now come and try to obey so that we can be perfect, right? That's not the goal. The goal literally was, and you know, um, John 3.16, Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and that you may have that life more abundantly. And we oftentimes translate that to that I've come that you may have eternal life, right? And we think eternal life is heaven. But in John 17, 3, again, the eternal life, because the scripture literally says, and you know what I mean by literally says, because we know that it literally says a lot. 
But listen, in the translation, the New King James, right? Version of it, John 3.16 says, I've come that you may have eternal life. And then it answers itself in John 17.3 and says, and this is eternal life, that you may know God, right? So for me, one of the reasons why I've been able to have not one of the reasons, I should say the reason, I've been able to have such confidence and clarity in who I am as a queer Christian is because I don't define my Christianity by what I do. In the sense of, I don't define my Christianity by a set of rules. My Christianity is defined by John 17 verse three, because I'm in pursuit to know God. And for the past, how many years has it been, child? Y'all know every time I bring up the years, I'll be <laughs> remembering, honey. Um, it's been more than 10 years of this pursuit to know God. And I cannot say for one moment that I've ever had a boring moment, that I've ever felt like I know God. It's always been and has continued to be the best journey of my life, the best path that I'm on. So now let's talk about this. The struggles that we have, right, as queer Christians is, again, we have been told that we don't have access to know God. That we, because of how we identify, have a block in accessing who God is. And not only do we have a block in accessing who God is, God is hesitant or does, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it, you know, a little less painful. But basically what they're saying is, and the struggles that we face is that God doesn't even, and this is a trigger one, I wanted to, okay, because I'm even feeling that energy right now in my heart, that God doesn't want to know us. That in order for us to get to the place where God even desires to reveal God's self to us, we need to not be who we are, right? And we all have stories as queer people of siblings maybe, um, parents, loved ones, aunties, uncles, cousins, who have in so many words have said this to us in however they communicate right and this is very very and i don't have to tell you but this is not only harmful to us it's harmful to who god is right it's basically lying and presenting a false image of god to us it's presenting us with an idol which if you're presenting to me an idol that means you are an idol worshiper. But I'm just gonna leave that at that, okay? <laughs> We're not gonna get rowdy on this Good Friday, okay? But if you're presenting to me a God who is requiring me to be something in order for God to reveal God's self to me, you are lying about God. Because in Psalms 19, it says day after day, everything around us is preaching about who God is. If you're telling me that God, because of what you have defined as sin in my life, does not want to know me and does not want to reveal God's self to me or that I don't have access to God, 
you are being unscriptural because in Genesis, when Cain in that story kills Abel, right? God is still having conversation with Cain and protecting Cain. And you've heard me say this before if you've listened to previous podcasts. So that sentiment that there's some there's something that you need to do, which is take up your cross, um, sacrifice your desire, sacrifice who you are, do this big grand thing so God can come now and draw near to you. But on this Good Friday, on this weekend of the crucifix, uh, look, crucifixion, okay? Child was cussed there. Listen, on this weekend of, let's just talk about the resurrection, okay? On this weekend where Jesus was crucified and did the big grand gesture for us, you're telling me in this time that now God still requires a bigger gesture for me that I now need to also sacrifice who I am. So then what was the point of Jesus? Would, <laughs> would you, what'd Jesus do? Like, what was, what was that about? Okay. I thought that there would be no more need for sacrifice according to Hebrews 10, that there was only need for one sacrifice. And now that I, now I've been made forever perfect in the sight of God. That's the gospel, right? And so these stereotypes, not only of us, but these misconceptions, these lies about who God is, is one of the biggest struggles, if not the biggest struggle that we have in finding our spiritual path because it feels like we're seeking and searching for someone who doesn't want to be found by us. And that's a lie, beloved, okay? So how do I now, how do you find this spiritual path and why is it important? Um, I sat down with God the other day and in my deconstruction journey and my decolonization and all of the, the work personally that I've been doing um, in all of my intersections as a queer, black, African, um, someone who identifies as a woman, knowing and exploring the existence of not the existence but the experience of god um god sat me down and was asking me questions that i normally <laughs> and if many of my clients are listening they're gonna recognize that these questions um i've at one point of time in our time together have asked them this question these questions but god was asking me why do i want to know god what was what was the the purpose? Why do I want to know God? Right? What's the why is that important for me? And for all of us, and I want you to ask yourself that question. For all of us, the answer is going to be different, possibly. Um, but for me, in that time, it took me, it took me a little bit, beloved. I want to be honest. It took me a little bit because I was like, well, because. It's going to feel good to know that I'm not alone, which is part of it, right? To know that um, you have my back, to know that if things are going wrong, like I got, you know, the big, the big G up there, right? Handling and protecting and, you know, like making things work for me. I need to know that you got my back. I want to know you for this reason, right? Or um, it, then it turned into, well, I want to know you because 
uh, it just feels good to know that you exist. It just feels good to know that there is a love and this love is my creator and that this love is always present with me. I just want to know that, right? And it just kept going and there was no reason that felt like this is it until I got to the point of if you do exist, I want to know you because I want to know you, right? And the knowing of God, the knowing and experiencing of God does have ripple effects in our life, right? When we are experiencing love, um, we are able to have better relationships with people. We are able to step into unconditional love. We are able to even set beautiful boundaries that protect us and other people from harm. Uh, we are able to be bold in our callings and in our purpose. We are able to say, well, I... Uh, I have that certainty that this is what I'm called to do, that this is the reason I was created and then step into step into that fearlessly, right? Um, even people who maybe are not um, entrepreneurs like myself who are in uh, the work environment, you knowing God is going to give you boldness possibly, right? To maybe ask for that raise that you've been deserving for the last 15 years if you've been working there that long, right? Or maybe even the last three years um, to really to sell yourself, if you're wanting to apply for a new job, to step into that, there is a confidence that's part of the ripple effect of knowing the creator, not only universally, but the creator personally, right? And so uh, those ripple effects can feel like the reason, and if they are, that's okay. There's like no right or wrong answer here, but I will say the most powerful motivation that I have experienced in my own life and seen in the lives of my clients is that the pursuit is the simple desire to know who is the reason for all of this and to know that who personally as love, as truth, right? Because love is the only truth, is the truth. Um, to know that love, right? And to experience it and to live in alignment with the purpose of your being, with the purpose of your creation. That is powerful. That is, that is ascension. That is transcending this 3D reality. That is transcending and living from, you know, we used to talk about this all the time, but coming up higher, right? Living from that um, spiritual perspective. Because once you understand that reality isn't this stuff that we see and touch and hear and taste, that's not reality, right? Everything that we see in this moment, this is old news. Your, your future is being created right now in the spiritual, in the identity that you see yourself as, right? And so that's where everything starts. Uh, Hebrews 11, I believe is verse 3, says that we understand that the worlds were created by um, the words of God, which also then it continues to say that we understand that this visible world was created and is created by the invisible world. And so our pursuit and our desire is to live and be this, the, the primary identities that we are, which is we are spiritual beings first, right? And so in that process, right now of maybe you're trying to find your spiritual path and you're exploring what this looks like for you and you're deconstructing and kind of feel like you're kind of topsy-turvy in the world trying to find trying to find your 
your your place and your your landing trying to find your footing right uh one of the most powerful experiences and revelations that we can have is that god is not hiding from us and everything around you is explaining to you who god is in nature um, in the sky in the ground in the plants in your pets in the birds that you see in the other humans um, and then in the mirror like when you look in the mirror and you're seeking to understand and to know god you can start with you your creation your being how how you were put together um, being someone who is I guess since that's my degree I guess I am a biologist um, so as a biologist right understanding the anatomy and physiology of the human body is I mean we are we are like I don't even know what the word is the intelligence of our making and our creation and for me the thing that always gets me tripped up is um our ability for those people who have the ability to see the fact that we have eyes that see always trip me up and it's always a thing of awe to me and it's always something that draws me closer to god when i begin to meditate on that because if you created me to see that means that you see me like whoo come on holy spirit so now i know that you are a god who sees maybe i don't know why bad things happen in the world maybe i don't know why people are harmed maybe i don't know all of the things that we have questions about but simply because i'm someone who has eyes to see as a human being my eyes i have visibility right i can now begin to say well if i have this someone bigger the creator has to also be able to see me right and for those who are visually impaired or who don't have who have that um don't have that uh that ability and have other abilities that have been heightened right if if i can hear that means god hears me every time i speak and if god's spirit that means God hears my thoughts. Not in a judgmental, don't be thinking that, but God is a witness to my life and I'm truly never alone. So when I say um, it starts really right with you in this knowing of God, that's how you begin to build your spiritual path. That's how you start to, if you don't know where to begin, baby, start in the mirror i'm starting with the man in the mirror okay come on now so that was molly y'all um i'm starting with the man in the mirror right and so i would do that and then another helpful thing to do is to if you can find community whether it be online whether it be in your immediate surroundings right um, maybe they're, the people won't be queer Christians specifically, but maybe they're people who are seeking after the same thing of just knowing the creator. And you can have commonalities, right? You can have discussions. You can 
share information and share insights and share revelation and share questions and share answers, right? It doesn't have to be a queer Christian community for you to be able to receive from other humans who are also created in the image of God, right? Who are also images of God. Um, if you want a fun exercise to really get you immersed into this, if you were to maybe take a trip to the mall or something or somewhere, maybe like the park where people are and sit there and meditate on the fact that each and every person you see is an image of God. That's one of, that's one of the most amazing, I keep saying most amazing <laughs> this conversation, but that is really uh, a really great practice to do when you're out in public because it does feel not as alone and it also is marvelous. I do this when I'm at airports. Um, it started with me at a club. <laughs> okay, can I be honest? Um, it started with, I went to this African club in Denver, Colorado and I was there and I had been meditating on Christ uh, that day. And so in the, the sacrifice of Jesus and I went to this club and I was sitting down because I was tired, honey. I was sweating because I love dancing. And when I go to the club, honey, <laughs> I'm not sitting down to the last song. But once you get up older in years, <laughs> you start getting a little tired. So it took me a little break. And uh, so I took a break and I'm sitting there in this club. People are dancing and the lights are going. And I just hear Holy Spirit say, like, all of these people are images of God. And it just like, it's almost like the music, I couldn't even hear it anymore. And I was just so overwhelmed by the presence of God because I was literally in the presence of God, in the presence of these other people. So if that's something that you want to take with you this week, as this weekend, this resurrection weekend, please go ahead and do that. Um, if you're looking for a church community, there is uh, a website called churchclarity.org. That you can find affirming churches near you or online if you're looking for maybe groups there's you can go into facebook and search queer christian groups there's like tons of those that you can join and i just really want you to know um, as i close this that our goal and our identification as queer christians doesn't need to make sense for other people because we are not defining our Christianity the way that they are defining it by a set of rules. We are defining our Christianity by the desire to know God. And our desire isn't chasing after a God who doesn't want to know us. Our desire is to enjoy and experience the God that is in every part of our life trying to communicate who she is to us and I want to encourage you that you are made in the image of God as a queer person you are the image of God you are the reflection of God when people are in your presence they're in the presence of God and so until next week beloved I love you I hope that you have a beautiful weekend um, Make sure if you're not already, follow me on Instagram. I'm going to start going, tapping my toes over there in um, TikTok land. 
uh, this quarter and if you are someone who's ready to step into that clarity and that confidence as a queer person who desires to know God and you're finding it difficult to bridge that gap slide into my DMs let's have a conversation because um, maybe you're like I know that is there I know I can do it I've done the research I've read the books I've listened to the podcast like I'm ready to actually put this thing into practice and do it I'm here for you okay so slide into the DMs let's talk about it and until next time again I love you you are beloved by God and I want you to enjoy the rest of your day whatever time of day you are listening to this Bye.